Welcome to Coffee, Beans, and Booze. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Shyla. And we're thriving in a small town. It's caffeinated Jasmine and drunk Shyla. It's time for Coffee and Booze. Clink! Hey Shyla, how's it going? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I'm good. I am on brand today with my coffee with some rum chata thrown in here. So I'm just saying, that's how I'm starting my day. So... Uh, I have regular coffee, but I am drinking my coffee out of my Salamanca 2002 um, mug that I got when I studiaba in España in 2002. I studied abroad in Spain in 2002, Mm -hmm. uh, and I can't believe it has lasted moves and college and all of these things, but it's kind of a happy you gotta love it you gotta love it mark and i have like this love hate thing with mugs he's a mug collector he loves to bring home like the free mug he gets at whatever and i get very like irritated because i'm so short that when i open up the cabinet crap falls on me all the time you know and that kind of thing um but it is funny like he has like a mug from our honeymoon and it's still going 20 plus years later and you know i but i i just cleaned my office and i have a mug from my high school graduation that had all our names on it like how crazy is that but mugs can be great right they can remind us yeah, of all the great things. Absolutely. We're curating the perfect mug collection at work. Like Kenzie and I's charge has been to like. Mm-hmm. So every time we bring a new mug in, like I brought, I bought one uh, that's a, a Dunder Mifflin. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge office fan. It's gigantic. We can actually eat soup out of it. That's kind of what it's become. It's like the soup mug. Aww. So every time we bring one in, we take an ugly one out. Oh, we just nice. Get this like weird collection of like people dropping stuff off, mm-hmm. and which is great. Um, but now we're trying to like actually make them be like things that spark joy. Yes. Know, about that. We are trying to spark joy in our lives, right? Get rid of the yes. things, the things that. Uh, that make us crazy, the things that make us overwhelmed, the things that make us insecure. We're getting rid of all the things, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and then we stop because we're like, that's just, that's a huge undertaking. Yeah. I, I, I need more than rum shot in my coffee this morning to get through that. Oof. Oof. It's Sunday. We can, we can give ourselves a little, extend us, ourselves a little grace, right? Well, especially because so, so. we've been busy. We've been busy doing, yeah. you know, in this crazy world. So definitely, yeah, definitely. Good stuff. Good stuff for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how are things at the college these days? College is where week eight. I mean, this is, this yeah. is week eight. Uh, by the time that this airs actually will be in week nine. Our students are there. Things are good. Um, it's, he- it's hectic though, because now we're going to start the point part where we're getting ready for the next semester at the same time as right now. And I, I feel for our faculty and sure. our students, but the students are so grateful. You know, they're so grateful that we're keeping them safe and getting them a quality education. Um, I'm feeling good about it. I'm feeling really good about it. Yeah. So, yeah. So things are going well there. Being a college student in this, like, you know, I just mm-hmm. I, I loved college so much and being at LVC so much that like I can't imagine like that. You know, and it is what it is. Like, there's not much you can do about it, right? No, moment, you can't. But it's, but it's, it's different. Hard. I know. Yeah. I feel for. I, I look at Aaron and I look at Nev and I think about what they're missing out on their time there and and all the rest of my students. But like I said, the students are very um, very thankful for the efforts that are being done to keep them safe and and moving their education along. And I just keep hoping that people will you know wear their masks and and be socially distanced and use their hand sanitizer and do all the things that we need to do to to get things under control so that life can get back to normal which would be great which would be awesome yeah I have a friend uh who's in Switzerland and uh we we communicate pretty regularly mm-hmm. and she said that uh that that it is true that that the case numbers are spiking and so I'm kind of like if history repeats itself from mm-hmm. like what Europe had seen before we did like you know what are we bracing ourselves for but there's no use in expending a whole lot of energy in that. I'm just no. Just do the things that I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep moving along and hope 
for the best, and that's what we can do, right? Well, and to take it as it comes. I I had a really great conversation with our high school principal um, earlier this week and and just said about, you know, especially with the theater program, where we're trying to continue to move things forward in a very safe and controlled manner and to not try to get ahead of myself and that, you know, the the fall play is going to be streamed, and that's great, and the the spring production um, can't be streamed. It's not a a piece that has rights to do so, as most many musicals do not have Mm -hmm. those rights to do so. And I said, but I feel confident in the rehearsal process and then we'll figure out and we'll problem solve at the time and he was like Jasmine that's the best thing you can do like we can't get ahead of ourselves we can't pre-worry we can be careful and do what's needed today and then deal with those things as they come that's against my nature how about you I'm a planner my friend (laughs) yeah a little bit yeah I mean I like to kind of know what's coming down the pike and Mm -hmm. you know I I I, I like to perseverate just like the rest of you know the world yeah things and and changes and whatever but you know we're we're doing and I think at the end of this for me was like you know when when the declaration came out that things were kind of going toward this kind of lockdown and in, in march mm-hmm. we were able to pivot and pivot very quickly mm-hmm. and so a point where it gets you know crazy and the numbers spike again and we just don't feel safe being inside we'll be able to do that again mm-hmm. and probably better so you know i just kind of keep hanging on to that thought of like the when in the lowest point of things mm-hmm. when we couldn't get the things that we needed when we couldn't get the supplies that we needed we were worried about whether or not we'd be able to excuse me have some of the canned goods or the whatever it it worked out somehow mm-hmm. it worked out it always works out and it has so, to there's there's really no choice yeah. right we can't just throw yeah. our hands up and say well I guess it doesn't work out we just won't feed the people that that can't be a thing it just can't be <laughs> right yeah that's not how it works Mm-mm. yeah yeah so it, you know it, it's it's kind of been that's been demonstrated over and over and over again but it, it's hard you know it's hard when when you find yourself in a situation or in a place where you feel vulnerable and like you know kind of helpless um and and the lessons that come out of that it's it's pretty pretty mm-hmm. awesome what you know what what can happen and, and take place and right i remember our first thanksgiving the first thanksgiving that i was the director over at the caring cupboard and we didn't have enough turkeys i was like we're mm-hmm. never going to be able to feed people give, give everybody a thanksgiving meal we always give a thanksgiving meal with all the components you know something mm-hmm. we're really proud of and I was like, I don't know. I had like contingency contingency plans and contingency plans and mm-hmm. was super worried. I mean, it was there was just a lot going on and Terry, the old director, was like, Stop it, it'll work out and so I made calls and I talked to mm-hmm. some people and whatever and before I knew it I had like forty extra turkeys. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. it was like that was the first like, you know, okay, the, let's take a step back. The community cares about what happens mm-hmm. with the families who we serve and you know, at the end of the day, all I have to do is make the ask. But that's right. like, that's that's hard. It's hard that's to so ask hard. people to do the thing, right? Yes. It's hard to ask people so to do hard. the thing, especially when everybody's doing so much, you know. Um, but yeah. when you believe in your community and you know things need to be done, you, you do it. You do it, right? Yeah. You do the thing and you keep learning and you keep learning from from the smart people around you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. And, and, you know, there's a little bit of that, like, oh, the vulnerability that comes along with people having faith in you, even in the moments that you don't have faith in yourself. Yeah. Um, Yep. Yep. mm, Yeah. It's a big one. It's vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm a big fan of Brene Brown. Uh, Mm -hmm. You've never checked out her work. Clinkers. Like, she's amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, She does a lot of work in vulnerability and guilt and shame. And, you know, I've learned so much about myself in reading her work mm-hmm. and, and understanding sort of how that all plays together and how so much is not about us in interactions, but about like 
all the other periphery things going on and yeah it's hard it's hard when people put faith in you it is and it's hard it is hard (laughs) no it is it's hard when people look up to you um our our it's really interesting our guest today kayla she um is is so active on social media and clinkers you'll hear all about this and using social media to help spread the education um that she produces and what she does which is in vocal health which is in acting and theater and creativity and vulnerability and um and she's extremely active in engaging young audiences in that and and yesterday she did a thing um on instagram that was who inspires you and i pick up my phone in the middle of all that i'm doing and she tagged me in something because one of my students um said that i inspired them and it was very sweet that this educator was passing that on to me and but I not only was I like proud and and it was so sweet and my heart was warm for it but I was intimidated by it you know to have a young person say that you inspire them and they're looking for you and they put such faith in you um is a lot it's a lot to carry with you because you you don't want to let the let them down right you don't want to let the people down we don't let our communities down our families down we don't want to let each other down um yesterday shyla you you texted me twice that you were sorry that your kids weren't behaving well let me tell you your kids were wonderful they were perfectly fine (laughs) you then texted me that you wonderful is a is a little bit of an they were fine they were fine (laughs) then someone else texted and was like sorry for the mess we made you know like we don't want to let each other down on the most basic level on the the very small teeny tiny things let alone the big picture stuff you know to, to yeah. thinking about like you know what if you couldn't feed families for Thanksgiving and providing them the celebration that they deserve and should have and and really probably appreciate more than those who don't have to work so hard for it you know and and so that that immense pressure you know do you do you give yourself some grace in that do you sometimes ever say to yourself maybe I don't have to be the everything to everyone I already know the answer but I'm asking anyway <laughs> I wish it wasn't the answer. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's getting better. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, for for five years, um, since 2015, when I took over as ED at the Karen Cupboard, I was like a thousand miles an hour all the time mm-hmm. because I felt so strongly about the mission and purpose of, of the Karen Cupboard and felt like... I had really found a vocation um, and I really just wanted, I I wanted brand identity. I wanted people to know what we were doing and what we were up to. Um, I wanted to be seen and to be heard and for people to understand because, you know, we battle, we talked about this, we've talked about this before, we battle the idea that in Western Lebanon County, there isn't poverty. There isn't, Mm -hmm. there aren't people who are what we consider quote working poor. Um, You know, that that doesn't exist. It's really easy to forget that there are people in our community who are struggling. And so I really felt I just everything was a yes. Everything was a yes. Mm-hmm. A yes, 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 yes. And so you know, I, I burn myself out with that. I burn um, my family out with that, and other people. And so um, you know, adding Penzi was a huge help. And now we have Shanna, who mm-hmm. was one of our past interviewees, mm-hmm. um, who has joined our team uh, to help out with our capital campaign. So having a bigger team and people I can rely on definitely has helped with that. Um, but you know, there are moments when I just have to say no and that's hard. Yeah. Um, but I, but you're curating where the, where the efforts are best. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really terrible with that too, as you know, and particularly because I will take on so that my volunteers don't have volunteer exhaustion. Um, and so, you know, that's really hard for me to balance and to figure out like, because then I'll, I'll be so unbelievably stressed and then I'm not serving them well enough. So, you know, for me at the end of the day, 
whether it's at the high school or the college, I just constantly have to ask myself, is this of the best interest of the students in mind? Is this going to serve them the best? You know, whether that's being able to have the time to inspire them and take the time to to deal with the students at the high school on a personal level in addition to professional, mm-hmm. or is it about having the energy to solve the problems at the collegiate level so that every student has access to education, especially in this crazy time where technology is such a big piece to that. But it's hard. It's hard to do that and not burn yourself out. You know, definitely. And to give yourself grace to say, you know, that doesn't mean you have to answer the call in 10 minutes. It might mean you don't answer the call for an hour or maybe not until tomorrow, you know, or I'm going to actually take a personal day tomorrow, Shyla. I'm going to take a personal day. I know something I never do. I just really need a break. I have a friend I haven't seen for a while and I really need to see him. And, and, you know, it's, it's bad when, you know, your friend is saying to you, I miss your face. Like I just haven't seen you. And I was like, yeah, Yeah. I need to take a personal day. I need to go have breakfast with my friend Pierce. I need to just, you know, really take in some of life and remind myself why I'm working so hard and and rebuild a little bit there. Cause it's tough, right? It's real tough. It is, yeah. it is really hard. And, and it's hard, you know, when people give you credit for things. And I, I, I know Kayla mm-hmm. was feeling this after our interview. Um, just, yeah, you know, like, how do you internalize? Like, I, I don't know. Sometimes I see the, like, the holes in what I'm doing as, like, the motivation to keep going. Mm-hmm. Like, the moment I feel like I'm comfortable, like, and that's, like, probably just this world, like, telling us that we're not enough, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's this, I know. this moment I feel comfortable is the moment where I'm, like, okay, well, obviously, like, something needs to be better or done or whatever. So, like, it's, yeah, the balance of all of that. God, I hate that word balance. I know. It's, it's not, tough though. Yeah. Well, and it's this idea too, like, you know, I don't like this capitalization or, you know, or, or the the whole idea that we're only as good as getting so much done that the more productive they, mm-hmm. we are, the more we, we get done is, is how we're valued or how we're seen. And I don't like that idea. I wish we could find a way to really see how much, you know, what everything we do contributes and gets done. And so I felt a little bit like we were preaching to the choir with our dear friend Kayla because she um, really is such a force of inspiration to particularly to the youth, but but not just the youth, to so many educators in our area. And I was so thrilled for the time she took to talk with us um, and the innovative way in which she takes her great knowledge and spreads it. But I know she mm-hmm. struggles. She's really vulnerable and honest about that, though, too, about that she will say to her students, I am struggling with the same things I'm asking you to find faith in your self with. Mm-hmm. And so um, I really appreciated that reminder uh, from her. Um, she doesn't take a compliment easily, even though I think she's one of the most talented people I've ever met. Um, and and just kind because she doesn't keep that talent for herself. She shares it with others, which is just absolutely probably the best gift, right? It's one thing to be good at something. It's another thing to share that with others. And so, yeah. yeah. And evidenced by her, uh, I, I actually, Kayla, I hope you're listening to your own episode. I'm not <laughs> sure you will, though. I hope you do. I think she um, <laughs> um, but yeah, the the uh, the question that I asked her about, like you know, the how you stay humble but also receive, mm-hmm. um, that was a hard one for her, and I actually feel really bad about that question. So I don't think it's you the should. First though. time in podcasting land that I feel like awful about asking. I don't her think you should though, that, because so. if I know Kayla, she's growing and she's stretching and she's thinking every single day. And even though you asked her the tough questions, I think she would welcome it in the big picture of life because I you she is truly the definition of lifelong learner and then sharing that learning. So I challenge you. I think she will listen to this and All I right. think she will celebrate that she too <laughs> got to got to learn a little along the way. So we shall see. Absolutely. So, so yeah, so here's our, uh, here's our interview with Kayla. 
Hey, Shyla, how's it going? I'm doing pretty well. How are you today? I am doing very well today. It's been yeah. a, a great day. Um, it's been, you know, well, it's been chaotic creating theater and doing community events and things that we've been doing um, the last couple of weeks between Palmyra's Great Give and stuff. We got to do some stuff in our community, which is great. And we yeah. are joined with Kayla Capone Casper, who is also someone who does a great deal of work in our community uh, with our youth of our community. And I get the feeling, Kayla, we're going to learn a little bit about lots of things that you've done um, <laughs> in the community over time. But um, could you start by introducing yourself to to our listeners and and saying a little bit about what you do and uh, and who you are? Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm honored. Love both of you and the work that you guys do. Um, My name is Kayla Capone Casper, and I am a voice teacher. I'm an actor, performer. Um, I'm an adjunct at Lebanon Valley College, where Jasmine also works. Indeed. Um, Very true. Yeah. Yeah, where I was a graduate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Five, yeah. That's what LBC does. It builds community yeah. of people and doers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not from, from this area originally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came in 01 and never left pretty mm-hmm. much. And Kayla, you're not originally from this area either, correct? Where are you from? Right. Yeah. I'm from New Jersey originally. Yeah. And so what, what made you decide that you wanted to stay in this community? Mm. Well, um, my path through school was interesting. I didn't finish in the normal, like one, two, three, four years in Mm -hmm. a row, you're done. Um, After my third year, I wasn't able to finish because of financial reasons. So I had been volunteering with this nonprofit and they had a job opening in Connecticut. And so I took that and moved. And that was a two year position where you kind of learn the ropes and then you can be in charge after that. Mm -hmm. Um, And through doing that, I, I wasn't doing any music, which is uh, right. crazy because that is my passion and uh, what I went to school for and now mm-hmm. what I do um, but I was working with youth and people which I do really enjoy but I was missing that piece of, my, of what my, my passion is um, so I moved back here because it just made the most sense really to finish at LVC because I had mm-hmm. gone there um, and I just felt this desire really to, to complete it um, and then yeah, the area, well, what drew me in the first place, even to the school in the area, was really that sense of community. Even in my audition, uh, it was a, a we're here for you kind of mm-hmm. sense. And I had auditioned to other places at conservatories. I thought I would go to Westminster Choir College. That was like my dream when I was younger. But the environments at some of the schools was very not even competitive because obviously it was still competitive, mm-hmm. but it was almost um, this, um, I don't know how to say it. Uh, yeah. It's hobby. Right. It's, mm-hmm. it's not the kind of thing that like, there, there's something that about LBC where you know that you're more than just what you're doing in the classroom. Yeah. And I'm sure you felt that. Yeah. You know, it's not, funny, Kayla. Not I don't ostentatious. Like no. A, right. It's, and it's, it's, and it makes you want to stay here. Genuine, it makes you want to be yeah. a part of that. And it makes you want to share that with other people, which mm-hmm. I know is so at the heart of you. Kayla, I don't know if you remember this or not, but I actually ran into you on the day that you were, um, you were kind of filing your paperwork that you were going to like take a little break from LVC and that you were going to be back. And I remember you saying to me right outside of Blair Music Hall, you were like, I will be back. Like, I will be back. I will finish this. I will do this thing. And I thought she will be like, there was no doubt in my mind that I was going to see you again. And you told me about your, you know, what you were going off to do for a little while and all those things, but you know, you were determined to do so and to come back. And I, and I think it's a, a lot about that you really are very determined to do things in this world. You're very determined to help educate people and help them, um, 
learn music, but but also to have access to the education that you um, that you provide, even if that can't be part of your business, you know, is, even if that that isn't that piece. Can you talk a little bit about your dedication to to sharing things mm-hmm. to people who maybe don't have the means because, you know, music education and theater education is expensive. Yeah. 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 This field is, it's very elitist. It really is in every sense. And even if you just look at theater um, at the most, I guess you could say elite level thinking of Broadway tickets are expensive and then plus travel. I mean, it adds up to be really costly if you're not right there, Um, which really in and of itself is elitist. Um, And I was lucky growing up that I lived close to, I lived in New Jersey, so we weren't far from the city. Um, but I grew up in a family that we didn't have a lot of money and a lot of resources and opportunities. Um, my parents were great at providing what they could, but I didn't take voice lessons. I didn't take any classes at all because we couldn't Mm -hmm. afford it. I mean, weekly voice lessons are expensive. They can be really pricey. And then if you add on top of that acting, dance, you know, all of these other things, if you want to specialize in something, it can be really, really costly. Um, And so I, as a young person, I always felt sort of excluded in a sense of from not having access to some of those things. Um, But whenever I got to go into the city and see shows or see even things in my community, it was like the most exciting, incredible Mm -hmm. thing and knew I had to be a part of it. So um, as I've grown and and in my business and, um, in, in the education I've received, I've always, always wanted to be able to provide that education and opportunities for other people that might not have that access to it, whether it's for financial reasons or location reasons. It's amazing now. I mean, as awful as this time has been, um, it's been really incredible to see how resilient artists are and the ways that people have used the internet and technology to expand outreach to things and make things more accessible. I think now more than ever, I'm seeing that happen. And for almost, people are really- so much content, you almost can't digest it all. Yeah. yeah. There's almost There's so many opportunities, there, yeah. mm-hmm, almost. So yeah. Yeah. you've really um, done this in some unique ways though. Um, one of which is you have how many TikTok followers? What do you, what do you do now? <laughs> I love it. Uh, I think I'm, I'm close to 13,000. Yeah. Wow. Which is like so amazing. amazing. So and, what, mm-hmm. what, what is like, makes your TikTok famous? Like how many followers do you need to be famous? <laughs> well, there's different times that you get different monetizations and things, right? right and different so. endorsements and stuff. So when did you know you were TikTok famous? Like what, what number? Oh gosh. <laughs> Well, first of all, I don't think I'm TikTok famous. TikTok is crazy because there are thousands of people with millions of followers. It's it like, that's like another world. level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually, I had one video go super viral and it was actually a video from LVC. Mm. Um, I was singing in the... I was singing for Eric Whitaker, who's a pretty prolific choral conductor mm-hmm. and composer. Um and he came and did a workshop and I sang the solo for him and his piece that he composed. And I think it has, it has over 2 million views now. It's crazy. Uh, Congratulations. That's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So awesome. you are number two we've interviewed who's TikTok famous. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but, yeah. but you've used TikTok and, a, TikTok and a couple of ways, you know, to make what you're teaching accessible to students, which I think is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you really, you teach so many students in our area, but you wanted to reach and to go as far as I can, it can and to have as many people at that 
table of talent mm -hmm. as can be. And you've used TikTok a couple of ways to do that. Um, one in a very traditional way of, of posting techniques and things and stuff. And I mean, I'm just always amazed at the content you have out there. But you also have um, a show that you're interviewing on Instagram that often has a lot of TikTok crossover, which is kind of yeah. innovative. So can you talk a little bit about, about how you're using that to spread education as far and wide as you can? Yeah. So the first thing I really did on TikTok was, um, so I, I noticed when people hit a milestone of followers, they would do something as like a thank you or to give back. And I was thinking, well, what could I do? Uh, a lot of people have been doing these TikTok musicals and you all can't see this, but I'm using air quotes. <laughs> yeah. Um, where they would, you know, say, okay, I'm casting this show, sing this song and audition. And then mm -hmm. people would do that. And then they, they would post a video saying, these are the people that are cast. And then that was it. Um, but then I actually, I worked with someone who, um, they did bandstand on Broadway. And he mm -hmm. did one where he actually held a live Zoom masterclass afterwards that was totally free. And the people got to sing their song and he gave them feedback on it. And so, um, that kind of sparked the idea for doing a voice masterclass. So I had people audition and then through the week, basically leading up to my audition deadline, I posted videos with different audition technique advice. Mm -hmm. um, and so I did a video a day for a week for that leading up to it um, to, and to garner interest too. But thinking about it too, I mean, I had 10,000 followers, but still, People don't really know who I am, Kayla Capone Casper in Central Pennsylvania. So I thought, what else could I do to make this more uh, appealing, I guess, for people to mm -hmm. join? Why would they want to join? And uh, also through all of this, I had made a connection with Laura Benanti because of the work that she was doing with social media, where she was highlighting performers whose shows were canceled, as you know, of course, right. Jasmine and all our kids. Well, well, yeah. it's just a little bit of a side piece here. Um, Kayla knows I have like an obsession with Laura yeah, Benanti, yeah. which is totally like not fair, <laughs> I not cool. Like, yeah. I literally, you know this too, like yeah. I literally have dreams that like I'm watching Ella, her daughter during the second <laughs> act of My Fair Lady because she needs a nanny. Like it's the weirdest thing ever. And it truly comes out of admiration, but, but she really was very inspiring to you um, mm -hmm. that she, she really took this time of the pandemic to really honor the students who like not being able to perform could change the trajectory of their lives, yeah. you know? And she was yeah. really trying to say, let's, let's, let's mm -hmm. shine some light on all that they're doing, the ways they're doing and encourage them through this. And so, yes. Yeah, so you hooked up with Laura Benanti and she did a wonderful introduction uh, to your master to the masterclass that you yeah. were doing. But I think it was so innovative mm -hmm. the way that you were like, you know, having her help, you could get, you could get more education out to more people. Yeah, and she was so on board for it when I reached out to her. She she volunteered her time to do it. I told I offered to pay her, of yeah. course, for her time, and she was like, "No, I would love to do this." Yeah. Um, so that was yeah, just really incredible. And then, um, yeah, from there, I just I was thinking another. Really, I've just been inspired by friends and colleagues and seeing other people do good too. But another colleague started offering studio hours for his voice studio, where once a month he would have um, free lessons or pay what you can lessons. Mm -hmm. So I started doing that too. And um, I really, what I've realized too is that I can use social media as tools for my business, but also in the sense of just like you were saying, providing opportunities right. for mm -hmm. more people and reaching out in that way. And mm -hmm. so I was kind of doing that on Instagram before, but I don't really, 
Mm-hmm. I don't really have a big following. Um, so I, you know, I would cross it over into TikTok. Um, and that just was incredible. I mean, in the masterclass I did, I had a girl from Malaysia participate. How amazing, and, right, to, awesome. to reach yeah. far and wide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we talk yeah. about a lot is that, you know, the table isn't only so big, mm-hmm. right? Jasmine and I yeah. really work in the belief that, like, there is room for everyone and there should mm-hmm. be room for everyone. And how you're so much – you're rewarded for being mm-hmm. – a part of that process. Um, when you shut things down or turn people away or shut things out, it seems to kind of come back to you in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, call that whatever you want. There's, right. you know, that could right. be karma, whatever. Um, but you know, you seem to really have that idea too, that like, you know, if you're, if you're sharing a skill set, it's because you want other people to achieve too, because there's space for other people, mm-hmm. right? Like you're not the only artist, the only teacher, which, the only which is whatever. a little bit, of, I don't yeah. want to say it's not innovative, but it, it's not always the easiest thing in a competitive yeah. industry like you're in to do so. Um, but, but would you agree with that? Would you say that the more you put out there in the world, the more that comes back to you? Would you, would you? Yeah, absolutely. I have, I have absolutely. And my voice teacher actually, I don't even remember what it was, but, um, it might've been on one of those like voice teacher forums or something, uh, where he commented something and, and tagged me saying how I, will collaborate with other teachers Mm -hmm. and um, how that is unique in this industry. And I thought about that and I was like, huh, that's kind of weird. Why wouldn't we want to collaborate? But I do see this, you know, pretty often actually. I have parents, you know, that this because I will refer students of mine to you as you have time in your schedule. And I will have parents say to me like, well, my, my, my child's been taking lessons with so-and-so, but I think Kayla could help them another way. And I'm like, they can take lessons from more than one people. They can learn yeah. skills from more than one people. Mm-hmm. Like that person, that's not a bad thing. That mm-hmm. that only can build more and more tools and more and more resources in their resources. You know, I've had lots of different voice teachers between high school and and, and college and after, and you learn something different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's almost like you would never see only one doctor in your whole life, right? There's specialists who can help you out, and 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 so being able to pull all that together. So I, I really think that your um your collaboration with others mm-hmm. is is absolutely amazing, and and I think it's fantastic. You also have used sort of you've collaborated with other people who are are popular on TikTok to do a weekly uh, interview. Uh, form of your own. So could you talk about that a little bit? I, I loved this week's, I've got to tell you, Kayla, it was really fantastic because mm-hmm. it was really um, someone talking about, you know, betting on yourself and figuring out how you invest in yourself, but also not, not tearing yourself down when you have to do the five hustles to make it work, mm-hmm. that that's okay. Yeah. That like just accepting where you are in life sometimes is like take, getting rid of all that negative energy for it. Yeah. So what's it been like mm-hmm. to, to do those interviews and, and pair up with all these different people to do your own weekly um, educational piece? It's been really amazing. It's been so cool to, well, really, I've been forming these connections through TikTok. And all it is, is going and looking at what other people are doing and encouraging them. And then for, you know, that's it. It's just supporting and encouraging other artists and being a positive person, building others up. And through that, creating a connection. And then through these connections, I have them as guests on the series and just learn more about them in their lives. And from that, people tune in. And it's helpful because these are people that are performers at all different walks, from all different walks of life with different experiences. And it's just been so great to see and to be able to communicate to others that there's not this set path or set journey or set goal that anyone and everyone 
can do the thing that they set out to do and um, that there's hardship involved, but that, um, yeah, that there's not a right way to do any of this. Any one thing, and, right? anything in life, right? And if you're, yeah. if you're adding to your community, if you're sharing with others, if you're trying to do good, well, then you can't really go wrong. Right. Yeah. That, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I did find it interesting in that, that same interview that I was listening to this week, um, you, you admitted something that I think was probably pretty vulnerable, which was that when you were a child, mm-hmm. someone told you, you were too loud in choir and told you, you yeah. could not come back to <laughs> choir. And it stuck oh, with yeah. me. I yeah. was like, they should be kicking themselves right now, but it makes you think about the dumb shit that we hear yeah. in our lives oh, yeah. sometimes, you know, yeah. it's crazy. How vulnerable do you feel in all of these, in these interviews and putting yourself out there in social media? We talk about that podcasting Ugh. is the most vulnerable thing we have ever done, A thousand percent, right? Yes. Because you can only do it if you're going to be honest. You can only do it if you're going to be yourself, right? How, how is that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, well, I think the first one in particular was definitely the hardest because I think I was maybe like 15 minutes in and I thought I overprepared. Like I am a very type A planner. I had written out many questions. I was like, all right, we're going to talk about all these things. We have plenty of things to go off of yeah. and quickly realized like, oh, oh no, I need probably double of what I <laughs> and. And the way I'm doing it, it's live on Instagram. So I can't, I can't pause. I can't edit. I can't. So I kind of just have to roll with it. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been interesting um, to do that and to, I don't know. I feel like I am a, I've always sort of been a pretty vulnerable person. Um, but the, I, I, like I said, the first one was, was mm-hmm. a little bit difficult in that sense. But since then, I, I mean, it just feels right to me. Mm-hmm. It feels natural and it feels like what I should be doing. When I try to um, put things together too much also, I'm not, I know I'm not being myself. And um, yeah, so putting myself yeah. out there and, and speaking yeah. in a vulnerable way is just uh, what I'm about. And I, in my teaching, my little motto, I guess I'll say is person mm-hmm. over performer. So it's just being a human first. Mm-hmm. And then for sure, the performing comes from that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You're even you're even very forgiving to when students need to take some time for themselves. You know, you, I've, it's, you see, sometimes this person needs to take some time off. And that's not always an easy thing for a teacher to do to say, like, mm-hmm. what do you mean what I my knowledge, yeah. you know, especially when you have students that you know, if they keep going and but you're you're a, a firm believer. And sometimes you need a break. Right. Sometimes we all all need to do that. Uh, You strike me as somebody uh, over and over again as somebody who is humble and, you know, you're you're very quick to be supportive of lots of other people. I I read a quote uh, by Simone Biles the other day. Mm -hmm. It was like, I am the best. Like, why are we so afraid to admit when Mm -hmm. we actually are really good at things? Um, She's like, you know, check out my record. It's on paper. Like I am the best. uh, Yes. The data says I'm the best. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it really struck me because I think as women, we are asked so often to really like be this person in projection of like, yeah, I'm worthy, but I'm not too mm-hmm. worthy. I'm, we can't I'm be good, too boastful. We can't be too braggy mm-hmm. and whatever. So how do you, fa- how do you feel that? And how do you, what, what do you do with that? Um, because you are talented and, and mm-hmm. you know, when you need to be confident, yeah, that, right. Yeah. So the confidence over like boastfulness and like, you know, mm-hmm. owning who you mm-hmm. are and whatever, that's a big question. So how about <laughs> it? yeah, yeah, that's hard. Uh, well, I mean, I don't think I've ever thought that I am the best at 
anything. So maybe that's like, <laughs> well, someone's got to be, Why? I mean, right. But really to her point was that men don't hesitate to say those words, mm-hmm. right. But as women, mm-hmm. we really take pause and mm-hmm. don't really, because it's, it's just not something that's valued. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, hmm. I, I have to think about that for a second. <laughs> and that is fair. That is very fair. Absolutely. You know, and it's, and it's interesting, I think, when you're in a field where we're teaching the, the youth of our community to be confident, right? And so we're trying yeah. to teach them how to be that. And I think you can only do that by exhibiting that and mm-hmm. showing that, um, you know, and so I think it's something as a teacher, sometimes like if you acted like, you know, you are good at what you do, Kayla. I mean, you, you're, you're good at what you do as a teacher, as a performer, you're constantly working on that. You let your students know that you're working on that. You know, I think when they see that, yep. they can feel that. And, and that's example. a piece of sharing. Yeah. That. Yeah. I feel like that is probably it. I don't know. I don't really talk a lot of talk, but I think I do walk the walk. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think I need to stand up and proclaim anything. I think it's just evident in the work that I'm doing mm-hmm. and um, through my teaching, through the education that I continue to pursue. But really, I mean, a lot of it, I learn directly from my students too. I learn by teaching them. Like the other day I was working with a student and um she was just talking about how she doesn't like her voice, which is insane to me to, to hear because she's, I mean, she's, mm-hmm. I might be, maybe I'm biased because I'm her teacher, but, um, right, no, but, but you can see she's you phenomenal. Can she's right. great. Mm-hmm. She's wonderful. And she's young, but I, so I understand though. I mean, when I was young, I felt the same. I still feel the same way, the mm-hmm. same insecurities, but when I get to speak to someone else and say, no, this is what's true about you. And because you didn't get a part, or whatever you it that doesn't mean that has nothing to do with your worth or talent and I when I say this to any of my students I say these things often because these are the insecurities Mm -hmm. that we all have but I always say everything I'm saying to you I'm also saying to myself Mm -hmm. I need to hear these things also truths you're projecting back to yourself for sure yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, so. So you talked a little bit about about why you want to make um, education accessible to others. Um, you talked a little bit about you know not necessarily always having that um, that access that those different things accessible to you as a child. You know, is that something that has always been in you though? Have you always been a teacher who shared with others? You know, were were you that kid in high school and college who was helping other people and doing? Is that sort of in you? I yeah, I think so. I my I don't know how old I was. I think actually my senior year of high school, we had a freshman boy who was the lead in our musical and he was just struggling. I mean, he was going through puberty still. So I mean, (laughs) the director trusted in him to be doing this and hitting these notes and his body wasn't capable fully of that yet. So I kind of like recognized that and he asked me for help. He was like, can you help me? And when I look back at it now, I'm like, whoa, that was my first voice student. I would like Mm -hmm. help him after rehearsals, we'd go into a practice room and I would like work with him on his songs. And I didn't really know what I was doing, but 
I think it helped a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And if nothing else, he knew he had a friend in it, which is, you know, in that trust in yeah. that relationship. So, um, which is clearly such a, a big part of, of what you do in the world is build relationships that you can use to really yeah. help benefit lots of people. Yeah, so. which is awesome. And what we're all about here on Coffee, Beans, and Booze. It is. So if we ever need a proxy, we can have Kayla. We could. Yeah. That would totally <laughs> yeah. work. Yeah. Absolutely. She's, she's got the format. She knows what she's she doing. Knows what, she knows what she's Perfect. doing. Perfect. Sold. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll keep that, we'll keep that <laughs> Um, yeah. So this has been great. We've, we've really enjoyed talking with you, Kayla. Um, you know, mm-hmm. there, there are a thousand more things we could talk about, but, um, you know, for the sake of interest of your time and mm-hmm. you've got lots going on, you, you probably have a TikTok video to produce later. So she's laughing. She's like, yeah, she's, she's like, completely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we ask all of our guests the same three questions at the end and Jasmine takes it away. Here. I do. So the first one is what is your favorite coffee beverage? Ooh, definitely cold brew with a little bit of sugar and ideally a little bit of almond milk or not almond milk, oat milk. <laughs> oh, oat milk. I do love me some oat milk. It I know. Good. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. I know. Now you make me want to get up and go to Starbucks. Maybe I'll have to do that after. Mm. Our, mm. Mm. Might be my future. Yeah. yeah. Well, Shyla uh, represents the other half of the table here. So Shyla, kick it away. Yeah. So what is your favorite adult beverage? Mm. I would say a seven and seven. So uh. Yeah. Some, I love some whiskey. Yeah. Nice. It's a good choice. That I, is a, a good it's choice. It's a solid one. I like that. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And our third and final question is actually our favorite question here at Coffee Indeed. Beans and Booze. And so Shyla, go ahead. You touched yeah. a little bit on this, but I, I have a feeling yeah, you've got well, a little more to share. Will, yeah. This will solidify your answer, I think, a little bit. But Kayla, what is your passion? Mm. My passion is singing and helping others discover how to use their voice as well. Well, thank you for all that you've done in that. You do a great job of, of doing so in our community and helping people find their voice, which is so incredibly important on so many levels. So, so wonderful. Thank yeah. you for yeah. your time. We thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. I'm Shyla And I'm Jasmine. And we're thriving in a small town. It's Kevin and Jasmine and drunk Shyla. It's time for coffee and booze.